0: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See you website for details. All right, so today is January 23rd, 2015. We have a session with Maggie and Frida. So, Maggie, please, let me get your attention. She says, I'm the boisterous one. Okay, awesome. And Frida, please, as well. Okay. She says, I'm the smart one. I think about things before I do it. Okay, (laughs) awesome. So both of you, Maggie and Frida, I have your person, Kristen, here. And we're wanting to explore the, the bark, the noise making that's going on, so that we can see if there's something else possible. Um, okay, so Maggie knew this was coming, uh, Freddie <laughs> as well, so you must have you know given them a heads up, which is great because that's I really like the animals knowing before we even begin. So Kristen, I understand you've been in your new boulder, you know, location for about a week or so. And do you want to check in with the dogs? Let's start there with how comfortable they are with that move, that transition. Okay. All right, so Maggie, how are you doing with this new environment since the move? She says, noise is noise setting me. She says, I'm barking it a lot. She says, because I don't know where people are coming. People are coming and going. And this is yeah. one thing that it feels like she's not used to. Um, so that's yeah. one thing that's got her kind of on edge. Um, she can't keep track of people. She tells me she likes people, people she knows she actually likes. Um, yeah. So it feels like it's not actually these people. You know, she doesn't see them as strangers. She knows that they're companions, human companions, in other words, friends, even though yeah. she uses that term in a light acquaintance kind of way. So it's not like she's seeing strangers coming in and out of the home, but she says, they surprise me. I don't know when they're coming and going. Okay, so we're going to have to talk about that today. What else? Which, it
1: makes a lot of sense, because there are okay. multiple entrances, and...
0: Oh, okay. So yeah. let's, let's start right there, then. So, and Frida, I want you to listen, too, because this may apply to you. So, Maggie, what do you see as your job right now in your household? She says, I don't know, but I used to be the alert dog for mom. When mom would come home, I'd be excited. I'd do a few quick happy barks. Now this is prior to your current living space location. And she says, and then I'd be quiet. I was a quieter dog in my last home. So part of it is she is feeling on edge, and she doesn't know what her current job is. I mean, how do I fulfill a role for somebody who's not my own person, is what she says. Yeah. So what if your role has changed, and we can provide you with a new course description, if you will, of your role. Maggie says, that would be great. She says, mom, what do you want me to do? Okay. So this is your cue. (laughs) Um, In an ideal world, Kristen, she's all ears right now. How would you, when would you like her to bark? And when, what do you want from her to do for a job?
1: Um, The thing is, I would prefer her to not bark i i don't really need to be alerted i'm i'm not really looking for like i I saw in your um one of your other things i'm not looking for a guard um and so i i'd prefer if she didn't bark that way like her her happy hello bark where she does like a little howl like that's super cute um but it's the it's the crazy barks when you know somebody else is coming in or um I just I just don't want to be alerted anymore. But I don't know how like what other type of job I could give her.
0: Okay, gotcha. I'm going to help you with that. So there's another job that I like to call um, friendly greeter, Kristen. Okay. Okay. Now um, these roommates that you have, do they when they come in these multiple entrances? Well, I get sometimes they see her and sometimes they don't. Um, when in those times when they do see her, or would see her or potentially cross her path. Uh-huh. Are you okay with inviting Maggie to be the friendly greeter, which looks like her being quiet, doing her little you know noises and whines that you said are low level and that you're okay with, and her just being friendly is that is w- that okay
1: I would love that, yes,
0: all right, so Maggie, this is the new job in this particular setting you know when when humans or animals change location, sometimes our job descriptions change. So she would love you to be friendly greeters. So whenever, yes, a roommate or a roommate comes in with another friend, your job isn't to alert your person. She she frankly, you know, is okay with this. They, these people are trusting. Otherwise, she wouldn't be living with them. So she's <laughs> okay with them. So I would like you to take all that loud, barky energy and really consider transferring it into its substitute behavior, which is embodying all that energy and doing your low winds but wiggling your body in full happiness, full friendliness, wagging that tail, you know, doing little motions with your body, you know, spinning or whatever it takes for you to emanate friendly, happy, welcome home person energy. Would that be fun for you? She says, but they don't know me that well. Okay, so they'll get to know you with time. She says, typically I only do spinning from my person. (laughs) Well, you know what, Kristen? Are you okay if she chooses to spin for others?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm totally okay with it.
0: (laughs) Totally okay with it. And you know what, Maggie? People would probably love, your roommates would would probably love seeing this because a happy, friendly dog just makes people smile. It warms their hearts. And that's such a contribution you could be to them if you were to try doing that instead So do you understand what we're asking? She says, you're asking me to be quieter. Uh, Yes, we are. But what else are we asking? She says, be happy. Yes, be happy. (laughs) So, Kristen, I'm going to ask you now in the days ahead to really back me up with what's being offered here because what I say, you know, holds a certain amount of weight because you're here present on the phone with me. But what I find is after sessions are complete, when owners – kind of pick up the reins from there and from here on out, now and in the days ahead, you simply say to her, remember we talked about this, Maggie? And I want you to be happy-go-lucky and friendly and just totally welcoming in a quieter kind of way with all my roommates and roommates' guests and everybody who comes in. Yes. Remind for this. Just like humans and children, young children need reminders. (laughs) Sometimes (laughs) our animal (laughs) friends do too. All right. Now, regarding the people that she doesn't see because they're coming in through a different entrance, um, she says, I'm on edge. I don't want strangers in my home. I don't see them. I assume there's somebody with a key, but I don't know. Um, Kristen, do people typically lock all the doors in the place where you're living and have to unlock them to enter?
1: Um, Not necessarily. Like the... So, so the one thing that she doesn't see is my landlord. She li- or he lives upstairs, okay. and so he has a door that he just walks straight into. Oh. And um, sometimes you don't necessarily hear him. He'll just kind of appear, and oh, so okay. I think that's been startling them a little bit.
0: Okay, okay. And and when he appears, is this in a, a space where it's kind of, you know, where you could see him appear as a person, or does he have his own entrance and his own like total unit upstairs?
1: Uh, well, he has his own entrance upstairs, but then sometimes he'll come into our unit in order okay. to fix some things. Yeah. So I think that's the start. Because the other day we were all just relaxing, and um, they were great. And he he walked in, and they know him, but he walked in, and they they both you know barked like crazy and were scared, I guess, because they didn't hear him come in.
0: Yeah, Maggie says we were caught off guard. Caught off guard. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to ask Maggie and Frida, too, both of you, to be – so in this house, you, both you dogs, there's going to be, yes, new sounds that you didn't hear before. You're quiet. Your you're last bass, Kristen, was much quieter compared yes. to where it is now. So they are taking in an awful lot of new sounds, and they're trying to decipher what sound means what, who makes that sound, and you can easily help them, Kristen, do that by identifying sounds for them as you know them to be. Okay. So you can point out, oh, that's the sound of my neighbor upstairs walking. He might be yeah. coming down later today. You, you just say all these things out loud. That will help them. Okay. Okay. Um, second thing, universe truth. What else do that we need to do? Um, ask these dogs to to start being much more aware of the sounds, so they can help themselves identify them, and to start to know which sounds are normal, which ones they start to hear over and over again. And that's going to take a, time. It's going to it's a learning curve. Um, As they start to learn the sounds, they'll know what they need to react to and what they don't. So you can guide them for now out loud when you're home. Um, But I'm going to let them know, Maggie and Frida, yeah, you're hearing a lot more sounds, and I'm going to tell you that the majority of them, if not all of them, are actually totally okay and environmentally appropriate. People walking, these people, these roommates appearing suddenly out of nowhere and surprising you. I can understand why that would you set you alert, in an alert way. And yet yeah, it's actually in this type of living environment, in this setting, it's actually appropriate. You're just not used to it yet. Maggie says, oh, phew, then I can take my barker off the back burner. Maggie has been wearing <laughs> herself out a bit, okay, by barking. Okay. She's yeah. actually getting a little tired, but it, really she's on edge. Um Okay, uh a flower essence may be appropriate for them. Let me just see truth universe huh no um rescue remedy no, interesting, another one okay, I'm gonna have to do uh I'll have to send you an email within the next twenty four hours on a flower okay. essence. Um, Rescue remedy is a common one I recommend for this situation, and yet that does not feel appropriate for your two dogs in this situation. So no problem. I'll get an energetic read on another one. I'll email you that information. Are you familiar with flower essences?
1: Um, Not really.
0: Okay. So they come in a bottle. You can get them at Sprout's is all okay. over here in Colorado, um, they're about $16, 12 to $16 for a bottle. You take the bottle, okay. you shake it up, and one of two ways of applying it, you can put, like, three to five drops in a water bowl. Every time you change the water, you just put new flower essences in. It doesn't change the flavor of the water. Flower essences are balanced energy in a bottle that can help okay. animals take off the edge. Now, it's not a cure-all, although for some animals it seems to be all they ever need, and they are, like, totally... Uh, benefit by it, but every animal's different, so I tell people, just look at it as like um, a form of additional support and something Uh that takes the edge off. With that said, there's going to be more things that... My sense is we're going to have to talk about today that you can do to help both these dogs. But that would definitely be something that's supportive. Um, the other second way, if you don't want to put it in the water bowl for some reason, um, just put a couple drops in your hand, three to five drops, and pet it into their fur like on top of their head, someplace where they don't mind having it You know, pet into okay. them. It's um, It doesn't sting. It doesn't interfere with any medicines or supplements or diet or whatever that they're on. It's just balanced energy. The thing with applying it on their skin, though, is you really need to apply it for it to really be of benefit, at least three uh-huh. times a day, or okay. more. You can definitely underdo it. You can never overdo it. You can do it three, seven, seventy times a day, and it won't have a you know a negative impact. Water is yeah. just easier. Water bowls easier.
1: Okay, I'll do that.
0: Okay, so let me go back, Maggie. What else can we do for you to help you be calmer and quiet? She needs exercise. Um, there okay. is really a lot of truth, Kristen, in that saying of a tired dog is a quiet dog. Yeah. Okay. Um, Maggie has a lot of energy. She's a very, it feels like um, a very active girl. She's a very healthy dog. I wouldn't call her hyperactive because I don't feel that with her, but she's got enough, she's got average energy level that it re- she really needs to jog, <laughs> is what I'm getting. <laughs> a walk isn't going to wear her out, but a jog, actually like a tw- good 20-minute jog, it feels like would. Um, okay. As far as Frida goes, Um Frida, interesting, doesn't need as much energy workout as Maggie does because it feels like of the two of these dogs that Frida is the copycatter. Maggie is the one that uh-huh. starts the barking.
1: It definitely she sets Frida off big time. Yeah. Although Frida does get kind of protective. I actually have one question for you. Um, since we're on the exercise thing, I live right across the street from this amazing hiking place, and I would love to take them, but uh, and we might have to go back to this, but they just bark so crazy at other people and dogs on leash that I can't take them out there with me.
0: Okay. So, so when you take I did want to them, talk about that too. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to offer you two suggestions. When you take them together, they're going to feed off each other's unbalanced energy right now. Okay. So it feels like it's going to be pretty impossible at this point yeah. anyway to take them together and expect them to be well-behaved, quiet dogs on a a leash. Um, What I would suggest, and this is something you can start right away that would be fun and positive and can occur in the house, is start to help them to associate the sounds in the house, which, you know, this is going to be carrying over eventually to the outside world because you can carry this exercise over. Um, Have them associate with positive things. The easiest way to do that, Maggie is extremely food motivated, I get. Um, Frida, (laughs) it depends on the food. Okay. If you can find something that both these dogs love as far as treats go, whenever Uh that you hear a noise that you either, A, you think is going to set one of them off into barking, or they beat you to it and they're already barking, I want you to have a stash kept around your room, around the house, wherever, where you can quickly go and grab. You don't have to run to a cabinet, but you can quickly grab some of these highly, everybody, both these dogs love and go crazy for these treats, and have them do an exercise for you where now they've got a put the put the like treat in front of their nose to get their attention and that if they're if it's a highly rewarding food 9 times out of 10 it'll distract the dog from barking because they're like ooh food
1: okay?
0: yeah and make them sit for it make them okay. sit and have them hold that ideally for i mean if they if they can only hold it for a second before you know they're going to get distracted again and start barking and totally walk Uh away from you or or go back to the barking activity, then immediately treat them so that their mouth is busy, their focus is busy on you, you're giving them something else to think about. This is basically a redirection exercise.
1: okay? Okay.
0: If you can get them to hold it for three seconds, that would be ideal. Three seconds or more because you tell them to sit, and if they're ignoring all the sound now because they see that treat in front of them, hold that tree as close in front of their face as needs to be without them jumping for it and, you know, getting it successfully from you. But hold it close enough where they can still get a whiff of it and it holds their attention. By sitting still in silence for three seconds while that sound is occurring in the background, part of their brain is like, okay, yeah, I hear that sound and this food tree is more important to me right now. And if you start <laughs> doing this enough times with both of them, and I'd go back and forth, do it until the sound is over or do it until they can hear the sound, and you're done treating them, you you might have to do this five, ten times while the sound is occurring, and they're, they're, it's kind of like, you know, at the end of ten treats, you're like, okay, I'm going to try stopping and see what they do, and oh, now they're listening to the sound. Okay, Maggie did one bark, I asked her to be quiet, and now she's good. Yeah. It's kind of like you just went through, you you successfully got through the episode of that noise. Okay. You're going to do this repeatedly. Dogs learn fast. So, (laughs) This is a way you can redirect them, and you're starting to create a positive association with the sound. Now, at some point, once they know this exercise, and I I know this works, Kristen, because I do fostering for foster dogs, and a lot of them come to me. In the same situation, totally new environment, new people, new smells. They're introduced to my chihuahua mix and my dogs and all that, new cats. And they're like, they're they're doing what your dogs, they're they're on edge, they're alert, and my God, they need to get their energy out. So (laughs) I do this food exercise with them. I'm going to send you a video on this food exercise so you have the visual of it as well. But eventually what you can do is when you walk them one by one outdoors on that trail, carry those same treats with you. And before okay. you even meet any dogs so you can set them up for success, have them do some of, oh, we're in the middle of the trail, I want you Maggie to sit now and here's a treat. So that she knows that throughout the walk you might be doing this treating thing. And then when she okay. comes upon a dog or you see a dog is coming that you think she might bark at, make her sit and do the treats. Okay. If you think she's not going to be successful at keeping her attention on the treats, be proactive at least at this stage until you can get her to a better place, mental space and walk the other direction.
1: Okay.
0: Don't run. Don't act fearful. but Be like, you know what? I'm in charge. I don't think she's going to be successful with that dog approaching with that personal leash, so we're going to walk this way instead. Ignore okay. them as if they're not there. You take the lead and guide her away. If she does bark, just keep on walking. Redirect her with treats as you can. You're giving okay. her mouth and her mind something else to do. Does this make sense?
1: It does, yes.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, And I think the one-by-one walking will probably helped significantly
0: (laughs) exactly and once you get them to a better place walking place walk on one you're you're going to be retraining their minds into a positive way of walking and they're not going to be feeding on each other which two against two dogs against one person that's that's just tough that's why you want to bring them up and eventually once they're doing really well on their own then pair them back together carry those treats as a backup and see how they do as a pair yeah okay makes sense Cool. All right, so let's get Frida's perspective on this. Frida, how are you doing in the new living environment? She actually likes it. She says it's very well lit. There's a lot of room. feels very spacious. Um, mm-hmm. She just says the windows. It's, she keeps mentioning the windows. She likes the sunlight, all the light that's coming in. Okay, and how are you doing with the noises? She says, I get irritated with Maggie. I bark to tell Maggie to be <laughs> quiet sometimes. Okay. So that actually complicates the problem. So barking both of you is is a problem. And I want to be clear, it's a problem for your person. It could get her in trouble. And next week when she goes into her schooling, we, we don't want you guys being uncomfortable and feeling like you have to bark because that's no fun for you. I mean, she'd rather you be calm and relaxed at home. But it's also no fun for the roommates that she's living with or the neighbors. And your barking could be such a problem that it potentially gets her in trouble. Okay, Maggie says, I don't want to get my person in trouble. <laughs> Frida says, walk Maggie first, I'll go second. Um, Frida <laughs> knows Maggie's got to get it out of her system, so wear Maggie out and then take Frida second uh, a second walk. Okay. Um, Frida, okay, so sometimes, okay, you mentioned about her being protective. What's your job? What do you see as your job? She says, well, now that you're talking, I'm not sure what my job is. She feels like Frida is a little bit more hesitant, To go forth and meet the people who are coming into your home. Okay, it um, it feels like Maggie is willing to be right up there sniffing nose against pant legs and all that. And Frida is, she holds herself a little bit more back. What's this about? She says, "I just need to know I'm safe." Sometimes she barks when she's nervous. Frida barks when she's nervous. How can we help you? with this is anxiety? All right, you know whatever. Walking and exercise will help her to get the anxiety off. Um, it also feels, if we go back to Maggie for a minute, it feels like Maggie is a huge chewer of, of bully sticks or rawhides or whatever you can get that these dogs can chew. Chew therapy, Kristen, is huge. Uh-huh. Um, I just sent out, I don't know, did you, I'm not sure if you signed up or not, um, I just sent out uh, 24 hours ago a um, newsletter on chewing, okay. and the benefits of chewing for dogs. Okay. Um I would encourage that you help wear them out by giving them something to chew on at least once to twice a day. Bully sticks okay. are huge. Okay, those are nice fibrous bull um, meat pieces that uh, are dried, and they're nicer than raw hides because a lot of dogs they can take get the flavor from them as well as the smell. Whereas with raw hides, they only it's got to be a dog who likes to chew. Just for the sake yeah. of doing with the rawhide, I literally
1: them. thought about getting those last night at Costco <laughs> okay
0: nice that means you're on to something so confirmation yeah. frozen Kong toys um, I do with the Fosters I do frozen I take a um, the appropriate size Kong and I put dry food at the bottom as a layer and then I put um, frozen dog I put dog food in the center just I spoon it in or actually knife it in and I make it nice and loose I do not pack it or else it's too hard for them to work out and then I put okay. another layer of dry on top and then just um, a little little bit of uh, canned over to seal it, and then I freeze both of these. Um okay. And it, it takes them longer to work on. Now, you can, some people use peanut butter. Some people use cottage cheese. I mean, you can use whatever you feel their GI systems can handle. I prefer dog food. Um, but anyway, uh, the thing is, by having a dog lick and chew, it wears them out mentally because afterwards they tend to be much quieter because yeah. they're satisfied. Licking and chewing for dogs also releases serotonin, which is the chemical of the good feeling, the happy chemical in the body. Yeah. And we want these dogs to be happy, especially Frida, who sometimes has nervousness or anxiety issues, and that's why she barks. We want her to feel more happy or better about herself more often. So if you can do chew therapy once to twice a day, twice would be ideal. At least now give them something to do. You know, yeah. It will help to also wear them out. It's a different form of exercise. Make sense? Probably
1: be good to start the morning with a Kong when I go to school, too.
0: Yes, yes. And some people even use that for their entire breakfast. So it's up (laughs) to you. (laughs) Um, But, yeah. Uh, Okay. You know, there are – are you going to keep these guys in, like, your bedroom or something when you go to work?
1: Well, um, if my roommate's home, they can be out with her. And she'll let them out and everything, but only if they're not barking. So.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So this is coming to mind. So it must be worth mentioning for you and your situation. There is something called a, a noise machine that you can buy. That if you were to put, say, for instance, your dogs into your bedroom, and you got the noise machine, which all it does is create white white noise. If you I put actually, it on a high um, enough setting, it can kind of drown out the other so it, now it noises.
1: Well, I have, um, sorry to interrupt, but I have a HEPA filter that I run okay. every night that drowns out the noises, and it really does calm them down.
0: Okay, so. maybe try running that throughout the day too,
1: okay.
0: 24-7, and see if that helps. Again, it's just another tool to help you.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. As they get awesome. to be less on edge, they're going to be less reactive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, questions?
1: Um. So with so i'm i'm kind of guessing from our conversation cuz i had a whole list of things about Frida barking at people it seems like she's just kind of nervous around new people and um
0: she doesn't, doesn't trust know how to approach or doesn't
1: feel safe or huh
0: she doesn't trust everybody when i asked yeah. why where does that come from cuz there's something started that bring me back to when she was dumped at the shelter She shows me an image when she was... So, did you get her from a shelter then?
1: Yeah, she was three months old when I got her. Somebody dropped her
0: off. It doesn't feel like she was running on the street and picked up as a stray. It feels like somebody literally brought her there, because she shows me a human handing her over, and she felt very abandoned. As a result, she concluded not all people can be trusted, because she kind of thought... Well, she kind of thought that she would never be abandoned. Um, So, I'm going to let her know that... I'm going to ask her to reframe it, actually. Frida, you know, that abandonment, you decided it was somebody abandoned you. What if we were to look at that in a different light? Do you love your person? She loves you immensely. She loves to snuggle with you. She's your silly girl is also (laughs) how she calls herself. So what if that moment where that person, as you called it, abandoned you at the shelter, actually gave you a gift? The gift they gave you was the opportunity for Kristen to adopt you and bring her into your life. So if that person dropping you off had never had happened, you may not be who you are with the person you're with right now. You might be leading a different life with another human. She says, I never thought of it that way, but you're right. So what if it's not really about people can't be trusted, but that people can sometimes surprise dogs or other animals by giving them gifts? And that was a surprise gift that in that moment you didn't see it as a gift, didn't know it as a gift, and now you do. She says, okay, maybe that'll take the edge off. I'm going to ask her, instead of barking at other people when you're nervous, I'm going to offer you a substitute behavior that may make you feel better. She says, I'm all ears. So instead, (laughs) give the person space. Walk away, go lay down, go chew on a toy. Go do something, you know, that gives you space between them and the person. Your person will never force you to meet somebody that you don't want to, that you're not ready to. She says, well, that's why I let Maggie go first. If someone's going to pick up Maggie and take her to a shelter, they're going to do it with her first. That's why I hold back. So I'm going to let her know that that won't happen because you are committed to both of them. <laughs> but that is why she lets Maggie go first. Yeah. <laughs> um, so funny. You're safe in your world, Frida. You're actually safer than you've thought all along. Um, Kristen, now and in the days ahead, I want you to tell Frida out loud, you're safe. And the people okay. that come into this environment, whether I'm home here or not, are safe people. They're not going to take you anyplace. They might take you outside to a potty if you ask that of them, or I ask that that they let you out. But other than that, they're respectable people, people I respect, or whatever is true for you. Really speak from yeah. the heart, Kristen, because they know animals know when we lie to them, and then that offers confusing energy and information to them. So be honest if you're in the point where you're only starting to get to know your roommates at this point, be honest about that. Hey, I'm just starting to get to know them too, but, you know, my sense is they're really good people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. All Thank right. Um, so we've got three more minutes. Other questions? Ooh. Otherwise, I'll just let them speak.
1: Okay. Um, I actually do have one. So Maggie... She she gets a little stubborn sometimes, and she when I want her to do something, she'll run away from me and she'll hide. She'll like get under the table or whatever, and she knows exactly what I want her to do, but she doesn't want to do it, and I want to know how I can possibly correct that, like what I can change, what I can say different, or
0: I get she's whatever. actually getting spooked, okay? So once fear kicks in, her hiding under the table, I don't get it's all her just saying, no, I don't want to do that. I guess okay. she's actually getting spooked. Once fear is involved, her mind is in a different headspace, and I don't see that she can easily get over that fear in that moment and come to you. I want you to try to lower your energy, lower your body physically, Kristen. When you're going to ask her to do something that you don't think she's going to want to do or may not want to do, instead of facing her directly like humans do, in human culture, we face each, we, humans face humans when we talk or ask something of each other. Yeah. In dog culture, dog language, that body language is actually considered threatening, okay? Okay. So two dogs that have never met each other before facing each other in a standoff like that will typically lead to a fight, okay, okay. or one being aggressive with the other who wants to just get away. Okay, so we need to speak dog language. So instead, approach her as it, when asking all of those things you think she's going to shy away from in a way as another dog would ask, and that looks like keeping your body low, if you can, if you need to squat down, do that. If you're standing okay. up already and you want to try it standing up, instead of facing her directly and asking something of her, I want you to turn your shoulder towards her. You okay. can turn your head gently towards her and look, but don't do a huge eye stare. Eye stare okay. to eye stare in dog culture, unless they really know each other well, is not typical, and that can be threatening too. So just kind of glance at her say, come on, come on, Maggie, let's go, and walk away as if you're going to invite her to follow you. Maybe have a treat. You know, maybe make okay. it a, a positive association. Um, squatting down makes yourself makes our bodies less threatening to these guys. And squatting down and turning to the side, so again your shoulder is closer towards facing her eyes, is even better than even a squat directly towards okay. her. Okay. Give me an example, Kristen, of something that she consistently says no to you for or runs away for.
1: Um. Well, I would say coming into the room or going into her crate. Um. She she consents. If I, if I'm about to leave the house, especially if she knows I'm going to leave, she can sense it. When I've got all my clothes on, she runs away from me. <laughs>
0: okay. okay, so those things are she's aware of. Those are triggers for her that knows that yes, yeah, sets her off and tells her I'm going to be leaving. Okay, so what if so she, you create her when you're not there then?
1: Um, sometimes, like I, sometimes. I I will leave them in my room unless I have something out. But yeah.
0: Okay, cool. So how about this? Would you like something fun, Maggie, in your crate that would make crate time really highly desirable? She says, like, what? She says, I, I tell her, well, what about a chew stick or something that you only get? It's like a high-value toy that you only get when you're in your crate. She says, like, what? She says, cheese? I love cheese.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> well, um, Maybe you could do some, yes, spray and cheese in a Kong and, and spray it in there. And The thing with uh, crate chew toys, they need to be different than the chew toys you offer them when they're outside the crate. Okay. Okay, so that they only get that really highly desirable trait when they're inside their crate. And you need to be consistent. If you go outside to get the mail for five minutes and you toss in their treat, ideally a lot of these dogs would be like, oh, I know that treat, I recognize that. You just toss it in and they willingly go in themselves. My foster okay. dogs do this. Um, I would try that and then close okay. her behind her, go outside, get the mail, you come back in. If she really wants out because she sees you and wants to spend more time with you versus the thing you threw in there, let her out, but don't let her take that treat toy with her. You pick okay. that up and put that on the counter, and she can have that when she goes in her crate later on again.
1: Okay, perfect.
0: It's all about helping them to see and view things in a different way. It's the same thing okay. with humans. If, if we change our perspective on something, reframe it to something more positive, our behavior and our emotions tend to follow suit.
1: Yes. Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Danielle. I really appreciate your time.
0: You're welcome. So I'll get those videos and that flower essence together for you. Again, give me 24 hours, um, but I will get that to you via email. I'll get your recording out to you in 24 hours or less as well via email. And let me know how things go in the next week or two, okay?
1: Okay. I'm really excited to see.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I am too. And it can happen very quickly, quicker than you might give them credit for. Because honestly, with the fosters, Oh, my God, every, I've seen everything from, they, they when I implement these changes myself and these dogs don't know me from Adam, you've got the advantage because your dogs do know you and do trust you yes. and have a relationship with you. These, these foster dogs can change like within two to five days of me doing these oh, things. It's that's amazing. That's incredible. So I wish I you wait. well. Here, okay, and always <laughs> praise them and thank them for doing a good job. Be like, "Wow, you know, Frida, Maggie, you didn't bark when that person came in, and we both heard that sound. And good job for being quiet. You're getting to know the sounds. Good job. Yeah. Praise when praise is due.
1: Okay, awesome. And then when do you have your next class
0: to uh, teach? Tomorrow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm actually teaching a class tomorrow. Um, it's nine to five thirty. But if tomorrow doesn't work. And I do have room. I've got two women from northern, yeah, section of Colorado, Fort Collins, et cetera, coming. Let me see. Since I've,
1: one? yeah, since I'm starting school next week, I probably wait until the next.
0: Okay, okay. I'm just jumping on here. So I oh, have no. February, I know it's February, hold on. I don't have them memorized. I have them on my calendar, but I've also got them online. Oh, that's
1: totally fine. That's where I store okay. my brain. So. <laughs> All,
0: right. All right, so tomorrow, and then I've got one February 21st, which is a Saturday.
1: Okay. And put also that in here.
0: Saturday, April
1: 18th. April 18th and February 21st. Awesome. Okay. Well, I'm I'm really looking forward to taking one of your classes. This, this has helped me so much. Thank you.
0: Oh, you're welcome. All right. You have a great <laughs> day, and welcome to Colorado.
1: Thank you so much. Have a nice one.